Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Kiwi Gardening Podcast with DIY Plant Man. My sincere apologies for those who have been listening to my podcast and are expecting an episode every week. That was my initial plan. And uh, for those who would know, I haven't actually recorded an episode for about five weeks or so now, which is probably the longest I haven't done an episode for. First off, I just want to say I'm so excited to finally be able to have this opportunity to record an episode for you guys again. But I think my reason for not recording an episode is totally valid and I want to share some news with you guys. So my wife and I are expecting our second baby and my wife is 18 weeks pregnant now and for the last few weeks she hasn't been feeling well, especially after we got COVID. Um, She has been very tired and obviously our daughter as well has was sick as well um so i've had a lot on my plate and the podcast has taken taken second priority as uh, obviously taking care of my wife is my number one and highest priority however she is actually out right now so i thought hey why not record an episode for you guys while i have this opportunity and share the news with you that we are expecting baby number two And I'm really excited because we get to find out if it's going to be a boy or a girl very shortly in two weeks. So also excited about that. But yeah, that's exactly why I've actually been away for this many weeks. And I've planned to do one every week. But then my wife's been really tired and she's going to bed at like 7.30, 8.30, sometimes 9.30. And I kind of go to bed with her and then I plan to get out and then do something a little bit later. But then... To be honest, I get really tired and then I fall asleep as well. So that is why I've been away for so many weeks and yeah, but I'm back. And this episode today, we're going to be speaking about starting seeds. So seed starting. Now I've actually been asked a few times whether I could do a seed starting podcast episode and I got this specific message on Instagram from Chelsea and she asks, It would be great if you could do an episode on growing from seed. Like, should I plant inside first or outside? If I start inside, how do I make sure they don't die when they go outside? What is the best compost to grow in? How many seeds should I expect to grow? I don't want 100 of something, but I want to ensure I have enough plants. Uh, This is a great, great topic, and we will be covering this today in the episode. So let's delve into this topic. So our first question we want to ask ourselves is why grow from seed? So what's the purpose? What's the point? And there are a few different reasons why it would make sense to grow from seed. And here are a few reasons why you might want to grow from seed. First off, it's a lot cheaper than if you bought seedlings all the time. Uh, You can obviously buy a packet of seeds depending what you're trying to grow. For example, if you buy a packet of bean seeds you might get 80 to 100 seeds in a packet. However, if you buy a tray of seedlings, so, um, sorry, a punnet of seedlings, you might get six seedlings, which would cost around $3.50 to $4, but a packet of seeds would be the same. And if you knew how to germinate them really well, you could actually have 80 to 100 seedlings for the same price. Obviously a little bit more work and effort, and you need mix, but, you can see it's going to be a lot cheaper in the long run. Another cool thing about growing from seed is that you can grow varieties that you can't 
buyer seedlings in a garden center. The garden centers usually have a very generic base of seedlings and to be honest they are getting better uh, trying different varieties and all that. Uh, however you can't always get the seedlings that you want, the varieties. For example if you want to grow corn usually the garden center might have sweet corn and maybe a popping corn variety. However if you go and buy packets of seeds there are probably like 10 or more different varieties that you can actually choose from. Uh, they have different habits so in a smaller space you might be able to find a variety that works for you or you might be able to grow a an interesting funky variety that you can't get in the garden center. The next thing is you can start your season a lot earlier so for example if you want to grow your seedlings earlier in spring so for example a tomato you can actually start them a lot earlier and get them ready to go out as early as possible however if you're starting too early if you wanted to buy them as seedlings you might not be able to get them yet because usually the seedlings will be in the garden center from a certain time of the year and if you want them before that time they won't be there so that's another awesome reason why it's great to grow from seed you can have seedlings whenever you want uh, obviously it depends on the weather and stuff and you're not going to grow them in crazy conditions however if the year is suitable and you want to grow inside or in a glass house you can grow from seed pretty much all year round uh, for most most things the awesome thing about growing from seeds is that the seeds that you produce in your greenhouse or in your garden will generally be a lot stronger and adapted to your environment rather than the ones you get from the garden center. Uh, generally the garden center has seedlings that have been grown in a perfect environment and then when they come into your house they have to get used to that harsh environment where the temp temperatures might be fluctuating a lot more. However if you've grown from seed the seedlings that you have might actually be used to those environmental conditions a little bit more because that's what it's been with the whole time. Now I'm not necessarily saying that's a good thing, however the seedlings generally should be a lot sturdier and stronger. Also if you're trying to grow organically you don't have to worry about what's been sprayed on those seedlings when you get them from the garden center. And the last thing I want to mention is that it's actually really rewarding. So for example you can grow uh, really quick crops like rocket, radishes, uh, lettuce is quite quick as well and all these plants grow quite quickly and you'll see them emerging after a few days after sowing so it's actually quite rewarding going outside and finally seeing some little green shoots coming out from the ground so yeah that's a few reasons why you might choose to grow from seed. The second question we want to tackle is when to plant from seed and I'm going to go off some of my last year's numbers and some of the information that I collected from last year uh, and this is going to be revolving around spring crops so I apologize for that but it will still be helpful for you guys to understand what I'm talking about. So now if you remember that I think most people plant their gardens around Labor Day which is around the 25th give or take of October which means you need your seedlings ready by that date 
to go into your garden. So you don't want to be sowing seeds on that date because then you're going to have to wait for your seedlings to become mature. So one thing you need to do is you need to backtrack. Um, so I have a bit of information here for you. The one you need to give the most time are things like your, your chilies. You need to give those eight weeks to germinate, which means you have to work backwards from the 25th of October or whatever that date is and work back eight weeks. That's when you should be sowing your chilies and your capsicums. Then seven weeks before that date, you want to be sowing your tomatoes, give or take. Six weeks before that date, you want to be sowing your cucumbers, zucchinis and squash, your spring onion, lettuce, or, and all your, pretty much all your leafy greens. Um, so corn salad, silver beet spinach, and then also things like some cabbages, like you know the Korean cabbage that you make kimchi out of? I actually gave that seven weeks as well, but you know, you want to sow that earlier as well. And then four weeks before that date, you're going to sow your corn and your beans. They are a little bit faster, as you can tell, and they will be ready by that date that you want to transplant them out on. Uh, the three weeks, you've got your rocket. So three weeks before transplanting, you can, you know, sow them. Um, and then two weeks, I just have watercress there. So I don't know if you're interested in growing any of those crops or if you're interested in growing a few of them, but that is pretty much the gist of what you do. You want to Google the plant that you're growing and kind of see how long it says it takes to germinate. Um, but generally, you want to give it around six six weeks would be a good um, guess for most crops. Now, the next thing we want to look at is the practical side of things, and that is how to grow from seed. So first, we'll be tackling uh, what type of soil we should be using. And... To be honest, there are a lot of different soils you can use, but because I'm just going to keep it simple for this episode, I'm just going to suggest that you use a seed raising mix, which you can buy from your garden center. This will help your seedlings grow to a good size. However, you'll have to fertilize them quite soon after that because there's not too much fertilizer in that mix that will keep them going for months and months. The idea, the, the seed raising mix has a lot of small particles in it, so it's not big chunky bits. So it's not like you're going to bury your seeds in a big chunk of bark or something like that, which if you're using potting mix and compost, um, if you plant your seeds into that, you could lose your seeds. They could roll under a piece of bark or get buried inside your mix and they might not germinate that well so that's the reason why you might want to use a seed raising mix the seed raising mix doesn't have too much fertilizer in it which is good because initially the seedling will supply its own nutrients through its cotyledons and then later on we're going to be transplanting those seedlings into our garden anyway so it's not like we need that slow release fertilizer and we don't need all the special stuff in our mix uh, the good thing with the seed raising mix as well is it's a little bit more sterile, which means you might get less funguses and less soil-borne diseases in that mix. Whereas if you're grabbing stuff out of your veggie garden or if you're buying potting mix uh, or and adding compost to it, you could get damping off, which is a, a disease that kills the seedling by rotting its stem. Uh, and that's quite common among seedlings. So yeah, using a seed raising mix will help prevent that a little bit less than if you're using another ordinary mix. Another thing hygiene wise when you're choosing your trays if you're using second hand trays or punnets or pots 
just make sure you give them a good wash before. Just take them into your kitchen. Uh, just wash it like you'd wash any dishes. Uh, that's a good way just to ensure that you just get any um, maybe diseases or uh, funguses off that tray. You can't really see it usually, but just yeah, just clean them and keep them sterile. So then when you use it again, you're not going to get a problem from the last batch of your plants that you might have had. So we've talked about soil and trays. Now we want to talk about seeds, probably one of the most important aspects of growing from seed. Now you want to make sure that you get good seeds. You want to get quality seeds because there is such a thing as bad quality seeds and they have poor germination and poor vigor. So what might happen is you might be able to grow them up but then what might happen is they will just kind of stay really small or really weak looking or they will kind of be uh, deformed. This is just usually a sign of just old or bad seed. So you want to make sure that you get a seed from a good reputable source. And most of you guys will probably know that I like to use the king seeds. Um, yeah, I've never had an issue with their seeds. They've always got good quality seeds. They've got amazing varieties to choose from. Um, and because I am growing in such a small space, I like to choose different varieties that they um, they sell. So for example, I like to choose patio tomatoes, which are more of like a bush, small bush tomato that I can grow in a grow bag rather than growing those really tall, um, like two meter tall tomato vines. Uh, just because I don't, really have the space to grow that and I don't want those big tomato plants shading out the rest of my garden. So when you're choosing seeds make sure you're choosing seed varieties according to where you're planting and yeah it's quite fun going through a seed catalog because you can see pictures of what you're actually going to grow and they usually have a quick description with a, a bit of a grow guide on them so it usually says how much sun they need, when to plant, what temperatures they need to germinate, and how many seeds are in the packet, how many days to maturity, and a lot of different information on the seed uh, little description that you have there. So I highly recommend you check out that and yeah, get some information about the seeds that you're going to grow before you actually grow them. Now just say you've already got your seeds, now what you want to do is you want to determine how many seeds you want to be sowing. So here's how you work out how many to sow. So for example, if you've got a space and you have five grow bags and in one grow bag, you want to put four lettuces, you want to put one cabbage. Um, in another grow bag, you want to put 10 chives. And in another grow bag, maybe you want to put 10 spring onions. This is just all. I have no idea if that would actually fit inside a grow bag like that. However, what you want to do is you don't want to get your tray and pick four lettuce seeds and sow those. You actually want to sow a bunch more than four because what generally happens is some don't germinate or you might get a disease and it kills one. Something might come along and eat one or you might drop a tray. So always be generous with the amount of seedlings you sow because as I said, the seeds are usually inexpensive um, and yeah, it's a lot less of a hassle if you plant 10 lettuce seedlings uh, expecting to get four than if you planted four seedlings and then you only ended up with three. So 
that's always a little bit of a hack there just always sew more than you need um, and one other thing I like to do is I actually if I'm sewing in a six punnet tray I like to do double sewing so for a lettuce I could plant two or three per little cell and this will ensure that I can uh, transplant them later I can always split them I can always snip off the two smaller ones um, but sometimes you know one or two won't germinate in that cell uh, so then you know you've kind of got insurance for yourself if things don't go the way you planned so yeah just always make sure you sow more and feel free to give them away if you grow them really well or if you have one variety of something that's just growing 100% all the time just yeah give them away to somebody I'm sure somebody would be happy to have your seedlings now when we're planting the seeds the rule of thumb is to plant the seeds at a depth of equal to two or three times their their width uh, it's better to plant seeds more shallow though rather than planting them too deep because most seeds need light to germinate so if you plant them too deep you might not be able to give them the light they require to germinate and some very small seeds might not need a covering at all so you get things like poppy seeds and other seeds that are very very small and it's quite hard to put stuff on top of them uh, so you might not want to cover them at all with anything but when I was in the nursery we used to use this thing called vermiculite which is a very light I don't even know what it is it's kind of like a puffed up it's like as light as popcorn but it's like small pieces of popcorn almost um, and it just holds moisture but you can still, it's not heavy for the seed. It doesn't squish the seed down when you sow them. So things like poppy, if you put a little bit of that vermiculite on top of it, it would stop that harsh sun from beating down directly on the seed. But if you put soil on top of that seed, it would probably stop it from actually germinating in general. Uh, but a thing like a pea seed or a bean seed, just, you know, if you... You can see a visual of a bean seed. Just plant it two times its its depth and you should be alright. Just kind of work with it. If it doesn't work that time, maybe you planted it too deep. Uh, sometimes when you plant them too shallow, the roots kind of go above the ground and then the seed is a little bit wobbly. So you might have to kind of readjust it and push it back into the ground and stuff. Uh, so it's all about trial and error and just trying different ways to see how it works. Once you've got your seed in the soil, the next thing to do is water your trays and then you want to put them in an environment where it's out of the direct elements. And right now we are heading into winter, so we want to protect them from the very cold weather. Uh, seeds don't really do that well when it's below 15 degrees. Like a good temperature for germinating seeds is like 17 to 20 degrees. And at the moment we're getting, I think we had like 5 degrees the other night. Um, and we'll just be getting more of those more frequently. So you might want to bring your seeds inside at night time just to stop them getting that really cold uh, snap uh, because that will really slow your seeds down and it might also make your seeds go dormant if they haven't actually germinated yet. Uh, so just try and keep them between 15 degrees. So if you've got them outside during the day and then you bring them in at night, then you should be kind of keeping an even temperature. And I like to use the little mini greenhouse, the one that you can buy from Bunnings. It kind of comes with a tray and then it comes with its own little greenhouse. It's like a tiny little greenhouse. I really like to use this and then I put them inside one of those bigger greenhouses. 
um, that you can also buy from Mitotin or Bunnings. Still quite small, but it's just got a few shelves. And this just gives them a, a bit of extra protection from the wind and those cold uh, frosty days or if you get hail or anything like that. At least they're protected and out of the, as I said before, the direct elements. So yeah, it's about trying to keep your seedlings at a even temperature. Um, and as I said before, you're going to have to read up on your own seedlings, what they prefer, because a tomato seedling, which you're going to be planting at the end of winter, is going to have a different requirement for temperature and for germination than what a cabbage seedling is going to have or a broccoli seedling. Uh, so each seedling is different and you can't just do them all the same. And some will tolerate those cold weathers, um, but then some of them definitely will not. So just be cautious of that. Okay, I better hurry up because we're in the 20 mark already for the time of this episode. Um, so things that are also important to talk about would be moisture. Once you've sown your seedlings, give them a good water. And then after that, uh, just... You, want to, you don't want to keep them drenched, um, and especially this time of the year, you probably won't have to water them uh, for a few days, so just be cautious of that, and I can't really explain to you or show you over a podcast. It's going to have to be something that you're going to have to kind of figure out for yourself if you think you've overwatered it or underwatering it, but it's kind of something that you will definitely notice as you do it more and more. Now, I just really want to talk about direct sowing quickly. So this episode has kind of been me talking about growing into trays. However, there's another method that we can do where we can plant our seeds directly into our veggie garden or into our grow bags. Uh, this is a great method if you have the space and you kind of just want to set it and forget it kind of thing. When you grow in trays, you're kind of controlling the environment that you are growing your seedlings in. Like I said before, you can move them inside and then move them outside. Whereas when you direct sow them, you can't do that. So if you get really cold weather, they're kind of at the grace of what type of weather you have. Now direct sowing is really handy if you're doing like root vegetables like radishes and carrots. Now carrots don't really transplant that well. If you grow them into a tray and then transplant them, they get all these fibrous roots and they never really form a great carrot, generally speaking. So it's actually better for them to be sown directly into your garden bed. Uh, same with things like radishes and generally they germinate quite quickly. So you should be all right. Um, and a lot of people do rocket and other leafy greens straight into the garden um, and what I'd suggest though if you do do this um, is use upside down bottles so cut the bottom off the bottle and then stick the bottle on top of the area that you've planted the seed in this will shield the seed and hopefully protect it from slugs and snails and stuff like that as well because you know if you've got this small little bit of plant coming out from the ground and a slug comes past if it chomps on it once the whole thing is gone so you want to also protect it from those different um, predators out there and then what I'll do is if I was direct sowing now which I actually have I actually direct sowed some daikon radish just before and some spring onion and some chives 
And what I did is I put a thin layer of mulch on top. So I put some leaf mulch just to kind of keep it a little bit protected from the really cold weather. But you don't want to put too much down because that means the seed might not be able to come through if you smother it with too many leaves or too much covering. So it's a fine line and as I've pretty much said through this whole episode, it's something you're going to have to just trial um, and you will get better at it if you do it. Just don't give up. If it doesn't work for you, uh, maybe even just start buying seedlings and then trying things on the side. You'll definitely learn a lot um, every season by growing from seed. So everybody, I hope you've got something out of this episode. It's a little bit all over the place and I hope some of the information is something that you hadn't heard before and hopefully something you can take away. If you have any further questions or queries or if you have any feedback, please get in touch with me on my Facebook page at DIYPlantMan or you can also do that on Instagram at DIYPlantMan. And I'm happy to take more of your suggestions on what to do for a podcast episode. I hope I can start recording weekly episodes again. But as I said at the beginning of this episode, it's just totally up to um, what happens with my wife and how she's feeling. And yeah, I will definitely keep you guys posted though. If you guys don't follow me over on Instagram, please give me a follow and get in touch with me. I'd love to chat to you and get to know you more as a gardening friend. So everybody, I hope you're keeping well and thank you for listening to this episode. See you later.